you know, it's it's amazing if you think what this area, what North Texas would be like without Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport. But it's been 50 years since DFW Regional Airport signed in. The first flight was actually in September of 73, but they started commercial flights in 1974. And it's changed a lot, but so has North Texas changed a lot. Sean Donahue has been running the show out there for over a decade and joined us right now. It's good to have you with us. Hey, David, good to uh, be with you and Happy New Year. And, and to you. So we're landlocked and, and this was always billed as, as our great airport, uh, the opening to the to the rest of the world. And that's pretty much the way this thing's worked out. It has. And I've been uh, telling people that it's important we look back with gratitude over these 50 years. And, and probably my biggest gratitude is the leaders of Dallas and Fort Worth probably 60 years ago came together and with a little urging from the CAA, <laughs> a lot of urging, they, yeah. right. And they uh, decided to give us 17,000 acres when, as you know, David, aviation was a slice of what it is today. There were no aviation hubs. American had not decided to move down here. Pretty extraordinary vision uh, by by both Dallas and Fort Worth to give us all this land that that we're still uh, able to grow into and has enabled us to become the second busiest airport in the world. And, and presumably on the way to, to being the busiest airport. You know, I think along the way, what could have been different? I guess Houston could have been vying for this position, too. They were at least back then, a much larger city. But also, one thing I haven't heard anybody mention lately is is that Braniff was the dominant carrier here. I mean, American was sort of a wannabe, and everybody thought of Braniff as the, you know, as, as sort of the heart and soul uh, of North Texas, and it disappeared in the early 80s. It, it, it certainly didn't take DFW with it. You're right. As as we've been looking back at all the, uh, the data and all the... Uh you know, the history of the airport. Unfortunately, there's a lot of airlines who were uh, here at DFW in the beginning that no longer exist. Braniff, as you mentioned, Texas International, Continental, and Ozark Airlines, I think I saw. So the nature of the industry, the nature of the airline industry with consolidation and mergers, but uh, you're right. Uh, a much different slate of airlines today than 50 years ago. And, and probably a much different place had American, a stronger carrier with a with a broader reach, not relocated to, to North Texas. A- absolutely, David. American deserves tremendous uh, credit, and, and we would not be the airport we are without American. Their, their investments at DFW over the last... 45 years at least have been outstanding and uh they as you know they are our biggest customer we treat them as a customer they're a partner and uh they deserve you know probably more credit than anyone in terms of uh, where we are today as an airport you know you're the landlord of of really a, a pretty fair-sized city out there. I don't know what the employment base is during the daytime, but I know you've got a lot of shoppers. They've got, you know, probably half a billion dollars is spent out there shopping and eating and and drinking and, what, 73 million passengers coming through there every year? 
Right. We in 23, we're still closing the books on 23, but I'm pretty confident we'll hit 80 million uh, customers in 2023 and we'll be in the low 80s uh, in wow. 2024. And and you're right. We, uh, we, we do our best to try to provide options for our customers between food and beverage and retail. And we also really focus on making sure we're providing opportunities for a lot of small and local and women and minority owned businesses uh, to, to hopefully uh, prosper at DFW when it comes to the concessionaire program. Yeah. You, you're also the sort of the touch point. I've, it is where Fort Worth transit meets Dallas transit and interchanges and you become a connection hub for rail also, I guess. Exactly. We, you know, we have Dart coming in from Dallas and Trinity Metro from Fort Worth. Candidly, I'd love to see more passengers uh, ride both of those services. They're excellent services. Both uh, both rail services are really well operated. But as again, as you know, Texas is still a uh, a car and truck state, and we can't seem to get. Uh, uh, more people to to take the light rail because it is great service. It's convenient, and we work with Dart and Trinity Metro to to try to entice more and more people to take their service. Well, and and I know it it certainly helps out on employees uh, delivering. How many people work out there every day? Do you know? We we only have uh, two thousand employees that work for DFW Airport, but uh, you know, there's sixty five thousand badged employees who work at the airport. If you count the airlines, right, right. all of our federal partners, and so forth. That is enormous. Well, and 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 more to come, I guess. So as we look ahead, I saw an intriguing study the other day that I guess DFW and maybe the FAA was doing using uh, electric vehicles, vertical takeoff and landing electric planes, much as you would use taxis to get back and forth to the airport. Is is there a future in that? There is, in our opinion, uh, as you as you mentioned, they're called EV tolls. And uh, some of the early manufacturers have already uh, made the vehicles. They're, they're flight testing them. And... The question is not when they will come. The question is, um, you know, what will be the acceleration path? And, um, you know, every airport, even airlines are looking at it and and trying to determine what is the sweet spot for these eVTOLs and how can they play kind of in the aviation ecosystem. So it's going to happen. We're actually doing some planning around it. Uh, but we're, we don't have a crystal ball to tell you, you know, when will they start because the FAA has to grant final approval and then will the airlines embrace it or will they let, you know, these EV tolls be used more for local transit to the airport. So to be determined, but they are coming. Well, and we've seen some of the airlines investing in the maybe maybe defensively, but investing in some of them. And, and the sense is that maybe you'd get some feed from smaller cities around North Texas into the hub exactly. of DFW. Exactly. So, uh, what else is on the on the plate? Everybody's looking for the uh, the sixth terminal out there. When does the dirt fly on that? How does it look? 
We'll we'll break ground at the second half of this year for Terminal F. Uh, we'll also start the phasing of Terminal C. As everybody knows in North Texas, Terminal C desperately uh, needs some help. We will, unlike what we did in Terminals A, B, and E five years ago, we are literally tearing down C and rebuilding it. But we have to do that in phases, David, because we have to keep the gates open for American. So both projects will start this year. F should be completed by the end of 26 or early 27. And then C, because we have to phase it, uh, that will be completed by the end of 28 into early 29. So, so does C come back as a horseshoe shape like the other terminals? It will be the shape uh, will will be similar, although we're adding a pier to it so we can give uh, provide American more gates. So there will be a pier. The big change, if you can visualize this, David, is today in Terminal C, as well as our other uh, legacy uh, terminals, excluding D, as you walk the concourse, all you see is these columns. And today in Terminal C, we have over 500 columns. They take up a lot of space. Um, when we reconstruct C, there will be less than 50 columns. So you can imagine how that will open up the concourse, make it more spacious. We'll have taller ceilings, better lighting. It will just be a, a superior customer experience from what it is today. And I guess D uh, F is going to be full with it. When it finally comes along, you've been adding, you've added a lot of international service. Obviously, American has, but you brought in other carriers. I, Qantas, I know it has very successful service uh, on a daily basis, you know, into Australia, uh, more service into the to Middle East and, and Germany. Are you expecting still more carriers to come in? We work that every day, David. We've, we've been really pleased over the last 10 years We've been the fastest growing, you know, large U.S. hub in terms of international growth. As you said, you know, Qantas not only goes to Sydney every day, they also fly Melbourne nonstop. American goes to Auckland and Middle East with with Emirates and Qatar and then, you know, a lot of European carriers. Um, you know, there's been a lot in the media uh, in the last week or two about Air India We'd love to have Air India come into DFW. We've been talking to them for years. Uh, there's nothing to announce uh, yet, but we're we're hopeful and we're optimistic that we'll have an announcement regarding Air India this year. Well, it's been uh, it's been a good run, a good 50 years, and it's probably going to be another good 50 years. And DFW will uh, maintain a you know an, an important hub for a long time to come, and we hope you're there for most of it. <laughs> Thanks, David. Sean Dodd, he is CEO of DFW International Airport, our guest today. For more of our conversation, go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.